It's still a very serious situation, and if I could summarise why that is the case, uh, as we've said many times before, we have a rising population and an increasingly ageing population, and that requires more medical professionals, and particularly GPs. And the GP service, uh, our crisis in the GP service, is now nationwide, uh, but it's most acute in rural and deprived areas. We have about 2,400 GMS contract holders. These are medical card GPs, and they're the backbone of the GP service. We have about 4,000 on the GP register, but that other 1,600, some of them are part-time, many of them are not in Ireland, they're overseas. Some of them are not in active practice, uh, and some are in other fields of endeavour like academia, etc. And we have 600 of that 2,400 GPs. Uh, one quarter of them are in their 60s and due to retire uh, within the next five years or less. Now it takes 10 years to train GPs, or 13 years if you're in a postgraduate pathway. So we need to be producing more doctors. We produce about 1,000 medical graduates each year, but 50% of those are overseas students, and they're not for the Irish service. So of the 500 that we do produce, uh, some of them, uh, only some of them are coming into general practice. We have about 200 GPs trained each year, but we need that to increase to well over 300 by 2026. Uh, we need up to 1,400 more GPs to meet the need of the service. Given that very alarming situation that you have uh, explained there very well, no doubt you and other GPs are happy to see this call from uh, the Irish College of General Practitioners and the Association of University Departments of General Practice in Ireland that they've produced a report and that they're making these suggestions and trying to affect change. Michael, some of the, the changes or you know, recommendations they're making, more funding, development of undergraduate GP placements uh, to help address the escalating staffing crisis. They're also calling for more formal and structured collaboration between the ICGP specialist training programme and the medical schools departments of general practice. All good suggestions in your view. Is there anything else important that you feel needs to be uh, addressed to arrest uh, the uh, shortage in terms of GPs? Uh, yeah, well, they're all excellent suggestions, and e- each in turn will make some contribution to addressing the problem. But the root of the problem, uh, some of it goes right back to the last uh, financial collapse where we had the FEMPI laws, uh, which took 38% of the uh, uh, GMS uh, resource stream. Now, that set general practice back by a decade where we had literally hardly any recruitment into the service, that core service we talked about, uh, 2,400 GPs. And uh, we have a GMS contract that's simply not adequately supported uh, for the role that it's now expected to play. Uh, And it's not family friendly. Uh, 54% of our GP graduates are female. They're excellent doctors. uh, And both they and indeed male doctors want family friendly contracts now. Contracts that uh, will support things, practical things, sick leave, holiday cover, maternity leave. Uh, The contract, the core contract is a 24-7 contract, 24 hours and uh, seven days a week and while no doctor works those hours nowadays you're contractually obliged to provide the cover if anything happens to you so while doctors are medical professionals first and foremost 
practices are now small enterprises with uh, multiple teams or staff members, uh, uh, admin, nursing support, etc. Uh, your GP contractor is liable for infrastructure, staff, day-to-day running costs of a practice, and the current contracts simply don't support that. So single-handed practice is now very unattractive. Uh, far too many liabilities placed upon the practitioner, onerous hours, and simply not enough return to make the enterprise viable. So we have a huge recruitment problem into single-handed services. The ICGP is also calling for the establishment of GP hubs that would be affiliated with each medical school's department of general practice. Is that a a decent suggestion in your view? It's a welcome suggestion. Uh, Again, all of these solutions uh, will will assist the problem, but there are no quick fixes to this, Alan. Uh, As I say, we've a lost decade. We're not going to recover that very easily. So in my view, the problem will get much worse before it gets better. There are solutions. We need to train more doctors and we need to train more GPs. And no matter what way you look at it, you're going to need much more resources for the service because the service is going to have to support a rising and ageing population. You simply can't run that on a shoestring anymore. So we will need more supports for practices infrastructure, staff supports, probably the grouping of practices because single-handed practice uh, simply is not sustainable and viable for modern general practice. And we'll need family-friendly contracts which are attractive to young professionals, both to retain the ones we produce and attract back some of those who have gone overseas and possibly some from other jurisdictions. Uh, We would... One other area that we have to acknowledge uh, is we have a capacity crisis in general practice and before we place more demand upon the service, we have to acknowledge that and there are, we understand, uh, and these are political imperatives and it's a matter for the state whether it decides who qualifies for services, that's not a matter for doctors to decide, but we have the prospect of another half million to 800,000 new medical cards coming into a service that's already past capacity. Now we know that increased demand in those circumstances will increase by 25 to 50%. There will not be the capacity to serve that, so that's going to inevitably lead to greater waiting times, less access, and longer delays in essential care. So we do need to accept that there's a problem right now, and we need to uh, begin working on the solutions. That is going to require more resources. If there isn't intervention, Michael, could we be looking at a situation, you know, thinking of Clare in particular, where you've large rural areas that just don't have a local doctor in the near future and that's going to create its own problems? Uh, certainly that's the case, uh, or will be the case, Alan. It's already the case in other parts of Ireland. Uh, there are um, areas where practices are, the lists are full. They cannot accept any more patients. Uh, one thing, nobody can make more time and each interaction with people requires time. So there is a finite amount of work one can safely do in a day. So we see waiting lists in other areas, we see closed lists 
and we see uh, particularly in some rural areas uh, lists that are uh, no longer filled uh, and where there's a very real difficulty in securing uh, medical cover for those communities.